episode of West Vancouver Magazine is on tap today, and we always have exciting guests. And you know what? Sometimes we have to go outside of West Vancouver because some great people live outside West Vancouver. Two of them are on the line with me today, and I'm, I'm giving them a hard time already because they don't actually live that far away. In fact, they are our good neighbors right next door in North Vancouver. I am speaking specifically about the amazing, spectacular Holly Back. She is a businesswoman known well throughout the whole North Shore, but she's also a North Vancouver City councillor. Now here's a funny twist to the story. Holly's magnificently handsome and talented son, Jordan Back, is also a councillor, but he happens to be a councillor with the District of North Vancouver. What does that mean? Well, we're going to get news from both the city and the district and North Vancouver today. We're going to call this North Vancouver Update. Welcome, Holly. Welcome, Jordan. Hey, Kat. It's great to be here. Hey, Kat. Thank you so much for inviting us on. Well, you know, that took a longer um, time to explain than I wanted to, but you folks are literally, I'm going to call you a power couple, you know, I'm going (laughs) to call you a power couple because you got the whole North Shore in your hands here. You know what's going on. So tell us, Holly, you started out as a businesswoman in North Vancouver. Tell us how you got to this point. Well, I started out in business uh, in North Vancouver and um, as many people know, I had a hairdressing school and a hair salon uh, just off of Lonsdale. And prior to that, I was teaching at Carson Graham. And I realized that our school system just didn't teach enough trades or careers to our students. And knowing that 80% of our students went into careers and 20% into academics, it was time to get the trades rolling. So I ran for um, school district and did one term as school district and realized that I wasn't getting very far and unfortunately I wasn't able to make much change. So I went back into my business and um, decided I'm going to run for city council because being in small business and I now was teaching my students and employing them, I went into small business and, or sorry, into uh, city council and um, realized there was so much more I could do there and so much more to be done. So I'm really enjoying my time. Yeah, because there wasn't enough to take up your day already running a business and being a mother. And, you know, you decided <laughs> to plop politics on top of that to fill all that extra time you had going. I'm kidding. I'm kidding with you, of course, but you're holding back secrets here, Holly. You are, to pull an old phrase that probably is going to offend everybody, you're not just a pretty face, are you? Well, you know what? I don't like to sit around. Uh, it, it drives me crazy to sit around, and um, so I I love keeping busy. And the great thing about being on council is, you know, you can meet people every day, all day, or not. When you know if you've got other things to do, and I found through the salon, that's where I got so much of my information because I had you know ten and twelve stylists on at all times. Well, I just became the sh- the salon schmoozer, so I just sort of walked around and talk to all of those clients. So we're looking at anywhere between 100 and 200 people a day. Well, that's how you hear things and how you can make change. You know, and that's where it starts with people who care, live in the community, care about the community. And um, as I said, she's still holding back on us, folks. Holly is a highly 
educated woman who really doesn't buy into labels. She actually, you know, when people call you a hairdresser, you don't actually get upset about it at all. You know, you're a businesswoman, you know, you're active. You are a perfect model of a, a modern day gal, if I can say it. Let's just get everybody upset here and call you a gal on top of it. So, uh, hey, we're going to swap over here. Now, Jordan, of course, you grew up with this dynamic mother and uh, an amazing father too, a great a great basis for being a North Vancouver boy. And now you're into politics and you are also a new father. Tell us your story. Well, all of that is true. And thank you so much for, uh, for having us on again. And, and thanks for the introduction. Um, yeah, I mean, I, no surprise, I grew up around local politics. Um, my dad worked in local government and my mom, of course, as, as she's found her way into uh, the political sphere. Um, definitely had an influence on me growing up, you know, local politics was always talked about around the dinner table. And um, I've always kind of recognized the, uh, the impact that this level of government has has on the day to day life living in a community. So um, for me, you know, I, I've, I've grown up with this idea that you just help others and you just keep helping enough people and uh, you'll be looked after. Um, I, in, in my career, I've worked in advertising and I've worked with a lot of the businesses across the North Shore for a long time. And um, I just knew the timing was right uh, in the last municipal election. I saw an opportunity for myself to really sort of connect my passion for community uh, with, with helping, helping uh, residents, helping businesses, um, and, and hopefully bringing a little bit more of a progressive uh, outlook to to local politics. And that's why I decided to run for district council. And it's been, uh, well, we're two years into it, and it's been a real um, experience for me. It's something totally different from anything else I've done. Um, I have learned a lot about a lot of different things, and uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying the work. You know, as I said, you guys are you guys are holding back secrets. You're making me call mm -hmm. you out here because Jordan is also being very humble here because he is amazingly talented. Why do I know that? Because I've heard his I've heard him sing. I've heard him play guitar. Music is an absolute passion of mine. I cannot do either. Not very well. Anyway, not that that stops me from trying. But Jordan, mm -hmm. tell us about your pursuits with your music, because they just blow me away. Your talent blows me away. Tell us what you're pursuing on that these days. Well, music, yeah, it absolutely is one of my biggest passions. Um, uh, starting in when I was five years old, I started taking guitar lessons, um, and I continued on, and, and I studied music in university. And at one time, I thought I was going to be a music teacher. Um, my career did not follow that path, but uh, music continues to be a huge part of my life. I as you mentioned, I, I love to sing, and uh, I sing in uh, a men's choir called Corleone, which does a lot of gigs around this town, and they're quite well known across uh, across the country. Um, and so that's really been a, a great musical outlet me outlet for me for the last uh, number of years. Um, and I just I look for opportunities to sing um, and and give back through music. I find it's just as I'm sure you can appreciate all too well, Kat, just the, the thing that really connects people in, in ways like nothing else. So yeah, I love music and uh, it'll always be a big part of my life. Now, you know, I did see, I, I thought I saw, I'm pretty sure I saw, Jordan, you were serenading the neighborhood from your balcony here during this pandemic and bringing those good vibes. As I said, I wish I lived a little closer because uh, had I been able to come and, and hear it all, I'd be there. I, I think you should do a weekly concert. That's what I mean. <laughs> You should be out there right now every Friday. <laughs> so, I think his, his neighbors think the same thing. 
Chat, <laughs> you would be welcome anytime. You know, early on in the pandemic, um, I saw my neighbors kind of out on the street. You know, we had that amazing weather while everyone was at home in those early days. And uh, I saw, you know, neighbors sort of connecting in, in ways that they hadn't before. So I decided to come out. And uh, much like we've seen uh, happening in other communities, I saw, you know, we've probably all seen those videos of, of um, the people singing off their balconies in, in places like Italy. And um, so I just started playing my guitar on the deck and, and soon enough, the community started gathering and uh, looking forward to those Friday night serenades. So yeah, it became a lot of fun <laughs> and really cool to see how the neighbors connected. Well, that bylaw officer will be down to give you heck if you get too big a crowd going there, you guys. But uh, I do hope, Jordan, that you're pulling out your, your Christmas book and your holiday songs soon, because the fact is, folks, if we'll get serious about this for a moment, this pandemic looks like it's not going anywhere yet. In fact, mm -hmm. it almost mm -hmm. looks like it's getting worse. I want to hear from both of you. And again, in your role as a city and district councillor, Holly, we'll start with you first. What has been the city's response to the pandemic? Well, I'm going to tell you, um, I think the city has had an amazing response to the pandemic. Um, in the fact that, well, for, we've opened up all of our parks, I know it's been on the news quite a bit lately, that we've allowed um, alcohol in, our, in the public parks. We have put picnic tables around, and I heard the coolest story the other night. It was this family went to Grand Boulevard, and took their bottle of wine or their beers, whatever, and then they called DoorDash to bring their food. So there they had the food delivered right in the park. I thought that was so cool. But we've It also... seems wonderful, doesn't it? It seems a long time coming. I mean, I'm not sure why it took a pandemic to introduce something as, as community-based as that, right? So... Well, it, it actually opened up doors for us uh, politically, like with the provincial government, to get things like our parklets and our, uh, our the widened patio or extended patios you know, that that's not just municipal. We, we all also have to get some ruling from above. So um, it, we took the opportunity and ran with it. And, you know, we've opened up, as say, all of our parks. We've put picnic tables in the parks. We've covered tables down at the shipyard square uh, where the ice rink was. We've put tables and chairs around. And we now are in the, uh, in the throes of covering uh, with tents these areas so that um, people can still go and even though it might be raining, you're going to be outside and undercover and on the waterfront, which can't get much more beautiful. Right. You know, that has been, I was so, I know that the city has done much more than that, much more that's invisible, but that public facing action, that action that mm -hmm. says it's still okay, that we will be okay, um, go outside, mm -hmm. be together, but be apart. It, it was a bigger um, influence, I think, on our overall mental health towards yeah. how we're going to get through this. And I'm glad to see that you're continuing it. Now, Jordan, mm -hmm. over to you. How did the district respond to the pandemic? Well, in a number of ways. Um, I think, first of all, early on, it was amazing to see our organization um, pivot and adapt to new ways of doing business. Um, we, we were never closed, not one day, uh, in terms of you know, in getting um, processes continuing to happen. And um, our, our staff all were able to quickly start to work remotely and adapt you know, a lot of the things that people would have to have come into the hall for before uh, and move that online. So um, just how quickly we've been able to adapt a lot of those things has really been, I think, one of the positive things. Um, you know, just something as simple as being able to log into a council meeting now virtually, 
I mean, that was something that I was talking about during the election campaign in terms of engaging people that otherwise wouldn't be, um, you know, coming out to a council meeting or interacting with their mayor and council. Um, for them to be able to just go on and do that virtually is a very, very fairly simple technology, but something that uh, I hope will, will stick around. Um, you know, another thing is that we um, in the district, we provide so many of the recreational opportunities for the region. So we saw a, a huge influx of, of people coming out, which is a great thing. Um, inherently, people coming out and enjoying the parks, but it's been something we've had to manage. Um, so while not, you know, kind of a, a, a positive thing, we, we have had to sort of manage the, the traffic around areas like Quarry Rock and Lynn Canyon to make sure that people are safe. Um, you know, so because so many people showed up to use the trail, you never ever yeah. thought you'd have to limit the amount of people on the trails. But I mean, isn't this something that's even happening for those trying to scale Everest? I saw this ridiculous photo of people standing in line to scale Everest, so it makes sense that it would happen here too. You've got so many people who want to be in the park at the time. Um, to have to actually manage that traffic would have just yeah. seemed like, wow, didn't quite think of that, but we have to be responsible about it. So good work on that. But well, it does show a, what a cool place that we live in, that so many people want to be in our parks and our trails and our, mm -hmm. like, we just live in the, in the best place in the world, I think. Outdoor-wise, we certainly do. Yeah. And again, back to you, Jordan, the way that your response to that was, at first people were like, you can't tell me not to go in the park. I understand mm -hmm. that. But wouldn't we rather be safe than sorry, right? Well, that's just it. And um, I think there was there were so many unknowns about this whole um, thing in the in the early days. And so we really just wanted to make sure that, that people were safe. And so, um, you know, yes, some of the, the most popular areas like Quarry Rock were closed and, and Link Canyon's suspension bridge still remains closed. But we, we do have so many other areas that people can, can visit. And, uh, you know, we, again, working with other levels of government, we've got... Uh, provincial parks in our backyard as well. So working with the province to, to make sure that people are safe in, in, in those parks as well. Well, it sounds like everybody's done, um, you know, a really good job considering that we still really don't even understand what we're dealing with, but it sounds like you two, especially are focused on again, the people, how do we keep our people safe? How do we keep them happy? How do we keep them using the great outdoors and the things that we always have? And again, Jordan, to your point in particular, opening up technology, mm -hmm. technology mm -hmm. that was really mm -hmm. slogging along. It probably should have been this way a couple years ago, even, or we should have been further along. So I do find that that, um, some people call it, it got shoved down our throats, but I don't think it really did. I think the timing was just right mm -hmm. for its proper arrival and its proper implementation. And as you have both pointed out, I think these are both things that are going to survive the pandemic for their positive impacts and not their negative or necessary impacts either, just because they seem to be the right things to do. I, I think so. that the, the pandemic, sorry, Kat, uh, but I think the, the pandemic has pushed things forward um, much, you know, I used to always say, oh, my gosh, to get anything out of government, it, well, it'll be at least two years. And you know what? This <laughs> pandemic has made government realize you can move a whole lot quicker than we've been moving in the past. And that goes right down well to, to permitting, uh, building permits. Like uh, we've we've I, I think fine lined everything um, and even virtually so you make an appointment you go to city hall they meet you at the front door boom they take your drawings and whatever in it, we've just streamlined so many more things that should have been done well, and have not been done so 
the pandemic is to credit. <laughs> Jordan, is your mother actually suggesting governments getting more efficient? I, I, heard it. I heard it. You've got it on tape. I thought I heard it. Um, I had to thing, rewind it to confirm it, but I thought I heard that. <laughs> and the other thing I was just going to mention is it really points to the importance of collaboration um, across the North Shore. I think all three municipalities have been working really well um, at, on the staff level to, to make sure that we're coordinated in our response to COVID. Um, as well as supporting some of the social service organizations. So I think of organizations like Family Services of the North Shore or um, uh, Hollyburn Family Services and organizations like that who all of a sudden have this, you know, in, 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 influx of people that need their services and, mm -hmm. and they have to do it in new ways as well. So I think our staff at all three municipalities have been really good about reaching out and proactively saying, what do you need? How can we help? Um, and I think that's been a real Perfect. positive. And I, I agree, Jordan. I think that the both the city and the district, I'm sure it's because of us, but the city and the district are becoming, <laughs> um, seem to have dropped some of the animosities, which I think is a great thing. And, and uh, whether it's due to pandemic or whatever, um, I feel like we're, we're talking more to each other and, and maybe agreeing. Trying harder, maybe. You know, I was just going to jump on that because obviously when I talk to a mother-son dynamic duo such as yourself, which let's face it is, is rare, do you guys have a good little pipeline? Is this helping, um, you know, affairs between the district and the city? Is this, is this possibly the peace meeting between the two? Not that you're enemies, but... Is it kind of fun to grab your son and say, hey, Jordan, let me let me just talk about this. And Jordan, can you say, Mom, let me put it this way to you. Do you find that you've opened up communications between the two areas? Oh, Catherine, <laughs> our Sunday night dinners, honest to God, are that, in fact, Jordan and I have to have timeouts because we get so excited about it. And then, so if Jordan and I will get into a discussion and we're like, well, I, you know, and then like last Sunday night and Jordan says, I'm going to defer to staff. Well, that's Dennis. That's <laughs> 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 your husband. I just going to say, so Sunday yeah. night dinner is shot to heck. Got it. <laughs> yeah, we do have to put limits on it because as much as we appreciate uh, what's happening uh, locally here, I think <laughs> the rest of our family are happy to just talk about you know, normal things, normal family things. They just write you off and leave you at the table to argue it out. Is that right? <laughs> but, <laughs> well, we, we, we say that one, but you know, my other son, Mitch is a firefighter in the city of, of North Van. And so we have great discussions too about the, you know, how the That's firefighters right. are, right. are working so well together, like the district and the city. And, um, and now our, you know, our police department is, I think with, they're collaborating, I mean, their city district, RCMP, but um, we all, I don't know, there's just a feeling in the air that I feel like we are all working much, much happier together and much better together. And, you know, you you asked the question, do, do you think Jordan and I have some something to do with that? And I'm going to say yes, we do. And the, the reason I say that mm -hmm. is because him and I will talk <laughs> about whatever, and then, you know, I'll maybe sit down with, with our mayor, Linda Buchanan, and chat with her. And, she, and she, you know, so I can talk about the district's point of view, as Jordan can talk about the city's point of view, that maybe maybe our mayors and councils don't actually talk together because right. they don't have that much time to sit down and just chat. So um, I do believe that Jordan and I, 
I'm not going to say a huge push on things, but we definitely have an influence. A good bridge between a good bridge between districts for sure. Well, districts and cities in this case. Yeah. Well, you know, every every election, an amalgamation, amalgamation. Somebody totally runs on amalgamation since 1952. But it's like. Mm. Okay, we are never going to amalgamate. I was going to say. And I'm okay with yeah, that or without that. I, I don't mind. But working together the way we are now, and hopefully that gets stronger and stronger, we can still be a district and a city. We don't have to amalgamate, but we can certainly collaborate better. And it comes down to thinking as one community, you know. So, Jordan, um, how do you feel about amalgamation? I mean, you're already working pretty closely with your mom here and uh, the rest of the family, so... I am all about uh, collaboration. I think amalgamation, to, to my mom's point, comes up every four years and, and really doesn't get talked about very much, if at all, in between. Um, and there are, there are so many areas of uh, both the city and district and West Van where our staff are working together. Um, but I think there's lots of room for improvement. Um, and it doesn't, doesn't mean we have to be one, one municipal, uh, one city hall. Uh, we can we can certainly plan and and think Jordan, what was the committee that that um, uh, Sharon and West Van had you on and you got? Oh, well, gosh. I mean, you can just pick pretty much any issue. We we were talking about uh, food security, and so yeah, I was working yeah. with her and uh, Councillor Gerard uh, on your council. So so that's the three. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There you go. I know we haven't talked at all about how we work West Vancouver into the mix here, but um, I'll tell you, I'm living in West Van, you folks in North Van, I'm sure glad you're over there looking after business on, on that side of the river. And for people who may not even understand the terrain over here, it's actually quite silly because we are really one big area that does an awful lot together. And we, we do have quite a few layers of government. There is no getting mm -hmm. around it here. Mm -hmm. There's a committee for everything and an association for everything else. And um, you know, it's it's just the way it is. It's the way it's been set up, and it does come up every now and then. But, you know, it, I like to think of us all as one big happy family, mm -hmm. and families fight, and families move on. But speaking of families, I mean, if we throw your son Mitch into the mix, you, you've just become literally the royal family <laughs> of at least North Vancouver, because is there anybody that doesn't work for <laughs> in your household? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the most important person, if I may say right now, that's just been added to your household, um, Jordan, you just became a new father, and Holly, you became mm -hmm. a grandmother, now it's not your first time yeah, there either. But yeah, first boy, though, first boy. First boy? Yeah. Well, yeah. Jordan, do tell us, because this is a great story. Mm -hmm. Your lovely wife gave birth during the pandemic tell us a little bit about how that's been well we do we have the pandemic baby uh henry who was born on may 26th and he's our first child and it is the most uh incredible thing and and people describe you know welcoming a child into the world and you know that feeling of being a parent in those early days um, but until you actually experience it 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 really is just it's amazing. I, I just, I love, I love uh, seeing him change every day and all those things. And, and all of a sudden, everything else that's important, all the other issues have taken on a new perspective and I'm, I'm seeing and feeling them differently. Um, knowing that, you know, this is his world that I'm help having a say in, in shaping. So um, yeah, it's, wow. it's incredible. And uh, I really just, I, I love every minute that I'm with him. And so 
having more time at home over the last little while has, has really been a positive in that I get to spend more time with him and it's, well, it's I was going to say working from home has that <laughs> been as I mean let's face it a little baby does uh, it's, you're up in the middle of the night you're changing a lot of your life and um, obviously with this being your first child you wouldn't be able to compare it to what you might normally be doing with a young baby in a non-pandemic environment but uh, being home has actually been a plus is what it, you're saying it, it has been uh, I mean I you know I, I I used to go to a lot of events pre pre COVID and, and used to see you at, at many of them and look forward to that <laughs> I was there <laughs> um, and and I love that I mean that's a part of this job on council that I you know, I knew what I was signing up for, and, and I've always enjoyed getting out and talking to people, and, and you know, learning about different causes and going to going to these various events. Um, but there hasn't really been very much of that, so so that's meant that I've had more time at home. But but I, I actually do I do miss that to a certain degree. But I think as things return to normal, when they return to normal, um, I, I'm not sure that I'm going to be able to get out to as many things and I'm going to have to pick and choose a little <laughs> bit more knowing that I've got uh, this little man at home who's depending on me. Oh, well, yeah. listen, you guys, we've had way too much fun talking here again, too. But in the last wrap up here, I want to ask you both the same question. Holly, mm -hmm. you first. What is the best part about being a counselor? Well, the best part about being a counselor is um, I've realized there's so many other issues that I would just love to sink my teeth into and am sinking my teeth into uh, with my council. Uh, I just want to say we actually have a really great council, and I think we work together very, very well. So um, I, I'm kind of saying that uh, we do discuss things, and I, I really enjoy having a dialogue on something so it's not you know just one person's opinion. Um, but, you know, realizing the issues, like, I didn't know that we had zero rental for the last 10 years, and the buildings that were that were for rent were over 50 years old. So we, wow. we have now put in, there is in, in the loop, a thousand rental units being built, which is fantastic. I know some people don't like density, but we need places for our children to live. And so being a part of, of creating those spaces is awesome. Um, creating the public spaces, you know, that, to me, that's just exciting. Like um, my, my hairdressing industry compared to politics couldn't, couldn't be more different. So to be creating these public spaces and, and um, you know, like the, the pipe shop where I know you've been to a few events there and being able to create, create those spaces, we didn't have those in the city before. So being right. a part of that to me is very exciting. Very exciting. Well, I, I think you just set up the precursor for episode two because there's so much more to talk about there. But, you know, Jordan, do tell us the best part about being a counselor for you. Well, I think just having a say at the table, um, you know, so much does happen at the local level of government that a lot of people don't realize. Um, but we really do have the ability to, to make change happen in, in some of the big areas like housing, um, you know, creating more diverse housing, um, transportation, um, climate, you know, th these big global issues are ones that um, are, are right here in our own community. And we can do these things that uh, will make an impact uh, close to home. So, you know, there are areas, you know, our council is, is divided on a lot of issues, but there are areas where we have found alignment. Um, you know, I think transportation and, and building more safe, active transportation, safe bike facilities is one area. 
I think the climate um, action that we've taken is another. We've got our uh, community energy and emissions plan, which is a big, uh, long uh, title of a report, but basically it's saying that we are committed to making some changes that are, are going to help us meet some pretty significant uh, climate targets uh, over the next 10, 20 years. Um, so that kind of stuff is exciting to me. I mean, you read about this stuff and you think, oh, these are big global issues, but we actually sit around a table and make decisions that are going to affect uh, our community in a positive way and make progress uh, in these areas. So to me, it's just really exciting to have a voice at the table and uh, and be able to hear from people that are passionate about their community. And there are a lot of passionate people uh, in this community. I don't always agree with them, but I do respect the fact that they're out there <laughs> and they care and we can have, you know, civil, constructive dialogue most of the time. So that's that's it. Yeah. There you go. Well, the voices in our community, you are representative of all of the voices in our community, especially in the North Vancouver area. And as I said, to be continued, because there was lots of topics there that we're wrapping on that we're going to want to know more about. North Vancouver Update, will you both come back and join me again? Oh my gosh, we need definitely more episodes. I, just off the top of my head, I'm like, helping small business, development, museum, polygon <laughs> art. Uh, there's so much to cover. I'd come back yeah. in a second, chat. Thank you yeah. very much for having us on. I think it's so important to have these kinds of forums, um, and there's not enough of them, you know, talking about local issues like this. So I really appreciate you having Perfect. us on, and I'd love to yeah, come back. Thank you. Thank you so much. Perfect. Well, I think we just decided it live on the air here for all of those of you who are listening. This is now going to be our first episode, North Vancouver Update. It's heart to heart. It's back to back. And I <laughs> certainly hope you will all come back again and join me soon. Thank you for those tuning in today. Please stay in touch and save me a smile.